the foundation be destroyed. What can the righteous do? Shalom and welcome back to this week's program. Uh, this is your evangelist, evangelist Dr. Kazumba Charles, and you are watching the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, a network that brings you life-changing messages. And today, I'm so excited. In the studio, I have one of my best, my best I don't even know I should say my best friend. She's <laughs> been my teacher when I moved to Canada at the Bible College, she inspired me. She always spoke words of encouragement to me. And today we're going to look at a very, very important topic. And the topic is uh, restoring the foundation of holiness. Restoring the foundation of holiness. Before I bring in my guest on this program today, I want to read a scripture uh, for you in the in in the book of second uh, Peter chapter mm -hmm. 5 just listen to this scripture in view of of all this make every effort to respond to God's promises supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellency we'll be talking about that moral excellency don't 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 don't, don't put me off to say legalism is coming no 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 you will reign you you're going to learn what it means to live holiness a set apart people set apart for god but i don't want to be in in in, in front of uh, my guest here one second let's go to the scripture again and moral excellency with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patience endurance and patient endurance with a godliness in verse 7 the godliness with a brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. It doesn't say just a religious bunch or a certain church group. It says love for everyone. And then in verse 8 we continue. The more you grow, you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old mm. sin. We're talking about restoring the foundation of oldness. Now let me bring in my guest. My guest for this week's program here at the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network is uh, Sherry Dubot. Sherry Dubot, let me quickly introduce her to you. Uh, when I moved to Canada from Zambia, uh, Sherry Dubot was my teacher at Faith Alive Bible College. Not only did she teach me the Word of God, she inspired me. I wasn't called to preach. I know that shocks you for more, most of you people who have heard me, who have watched my programs, and who follow me uh, uh, all over the world will be shocked by that. I come from a, a sporting background. I used to be a soccer player. I wanted to be a coach. But when, I, when the Lord told me to move to Canada, I moved to Canada to study the Word of God. It wasn't easy to make that transition. And uh, God always position certain people in our lives to bring the best out of us and sherry she was one of those best people for me uh, she encouraged me when i was uh, low yes 
Even me, I can feel down. I'm a human being. That's why I don't play church. This is real. This is life. I was law, and Sherry will come, and she will pull me aside of all the students, and she will say, Kazumba, it shall be okay. It shall be okay. Ten years down the line, here we are now. <laughs> Speaking God. here at the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Sherry, welcome to the program. Good. Thank you for having me so much. And I'm so excited to be part of the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network and bringing this message to you and to your audience today. Um, I remember the first day that you came to Bible school and I was like, oh, who is this, who is this young guy from Africa? African kid. You know, he, he took a big step to come here and, um, you know, and, and his first teacher is a woman. Yes. And I thought, how is he going to respond to this? And because and, not everybody responds so great to that. Um, but I was just myself with him and just poured out my heart and um, saw him grow and grow in the Lord and just really be committed to God. And as you can see, you know, the results are overwhelming. And this Amen. is just a testimony of... What God can do in someone's life when they just say, yes, God, yes, God. Amen. Right? And so that's part of what I want to talk about today is restoring um, the, the foundation of holiness. Of yeah. um, just going back a couple of months ago, God put this scripture on my heart, Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, for without which no man shall see the Lord. So follow holiness without which no man will see God. And I read that a couple months ago, and I've been saved for over 20 years. I've known Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, he cleaned me. He changed my life. I was an alcoholic. I was a very troubled girl. I was suicidal. I was depressed. I had all these issues, and God came in, and he did such a work in my life. And then 20 years later, he showed me this scripture, and it was like a reminder, and it penetrated my heart. Follow peace without, with all men, and holiness without which no man will see the Lord. And it was just like this overwhelming fear struck my heart mm -hmm. that holiness needs to always and continually be a foundation in our lives, to follow it um, all the time. So all of a sudden, this fear of God hit my heart, and I started to really kind of look, um, look at my thought life, my activities, my actions, and I was like, I'm not walking in holiness. I'm not walking in holiness. I was doing all sorts of religious activities. I was going to church every week. I was doing all these, you know, all these things for God, but I wasn't being pure in, in some areas. And so God struck my heart and I started to examine myself and make changes and, and really say, God, I want to be holy. I want to just have this holiness in my life all over again, continually. And forgive me, Lord, for losing sight of that the last 20 years. Um, and it wasn't like I was doing anything bad. I was just not being as holy as I knew God wanted me to. Yes. And then I started to look, once I reflected on myself, I kind of looked, started looking and remembering, you know, what I've been hearing in the body of Christ the last 10, 15 years and looking on bookshelves and, and seeing, you know, people haven't been writing books on holiness. I'm not hearing many sermons on holiness. And I'm like, what's going on, God? I'm like, if this is... Without which no man will see the Lord. I'm like, this is such an important subject that it should just it should be the core and the center of every believer's life. Amen. Okay. Amen. So that's what I want to talk about today, and that's why I think it really needs to be restored um, in Christianity today. Um, so I want to talk about holiness, 
And if I can just dive right in here. Yes, just dive into it. My, the viewers are following. If you see, I'm paying very much attention. And the reason is that uh, this is such a very important mm. topic. If you've seen all the books that I've written mostly, they, are, they deal with the foundation problem. The Bible in Psalms, uh, Psalms 11 verse 3 says, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Amen. If we do not have the foundation, the foundation of holiness, described or illustrated by the word of God, it's impossible for us to live the life that God desires us to do. And as you can see, I'm paying very much attention as uh, Sherry Dubot shares this important word. And this is not just the word for our viewers. This is the word for the to the body of Christ all the nations yes. everybody that is locked in you want to see God do miracles in your life you want to see God do greater things in your life we are to restore the foundation of holiness tell us how do we restore holiness the foundation of holiness in the body of Christ okay well first of all it's important to understand what holiness is okay but before I get into that I want to talk about what holiness isn't okay so holiness is not morality excellent okay. good to see that I just holiness see my bed and lifted okay there's a lot of people that are good um, I grew up with some of them they were very good very moral they did the right things you know they never broke the law they were just nice people you know really good people and holiness encompasses morality, but morality alone doesn't lead to holiness. That's true. Okay? Secondly, holiness is not following a set of rules or standards or laws. That's true. Okay? There's a group in the Bible called the Pharisees, and that's what they did. They followed the law. They followed, they did everything right for what they thought was right for God. And uh, they would, you know, they would go to the temple every day. They would pray. They would fast. They looked so holy, and they spoke so holy. And, and, but there was more going on in their hearts. Okay, inside of them, they were they had secret sin. Okay, they weren't being right for God. They were being critical for people. They weren't opening the doors for other people to find God. They were actually closing them off and excluding them. So they weren't being holy. Okay, so holiness is not being a Pharisee and just doing the performance of it and going through the right motions and going to church and reading your Bible. Okay, holiness isn't that. Okay, so what is holiness? What is holiness? What is I want to know. I want okay. to know. I hope you guys want to know too. Um, so holiness defined, so this is the exact definition of it. It says it is the process of making or becoming holy, set apart, sanctification, consecration okay or to be made clean okay set apart set apart yes so first of all we have to understand that holiness is a process yes okay so we are all unholy okay the bible says for all have sinned and fallen short of god's glory okay so we cannot be in denial about this and i know mm. that there's some people out there they're just like what do i need to ask god forgiveness for i haven't done anything wrong and, and that's not true yeah. when people say that they're lying to themselves because the bible says we've all have sinned and god doesn't lie mm -hmm. god doesn't put anything in the bible that isn't true no okay so we've all sinned so we must be willing to take part in this process okay so a process implies that it will take time okay um secondly Holiness is a command. It's a calling. Holiness is a command. Yes. It's a calling. Okay. It's not a promise. 
Okay, a lot of people think once they're saved, and that's all there is. All they have to do is ask Jesus in their heart, and that's their ticket to heaven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus did die for every time yep. we fell short yes. of God. Okay. For every time we broke a commandment, and we asked Jesus into our heart, and he stands before God, who's a just judge, and he says, forgive them. Forgive them. I went to the cross. I died on the cross for every time they did wrong, for every time they sinned, for every time they weren't right, for every time they broke your laws. And we, we do that. So we have forgiveness. When we come to God, he accepts us. When Amen. we come to Jesus, he's, he's like, yep, bring him into the kingdom. Amen. Okay? But it doesn't stop there. Once we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we have to make a decision. Do we embrace this process? Do we become a holy people? Okay, so that's so important. Um, 1 Peter 1, 15 to 16 says, But like the Holy One who called you, be ye holy, for I am holy. Okay, so just listen to those words, be ye holy. In Leviticus, okay, going back to Old Testament, um, Leviticus 11, Leviticus 20, uh, it says, consecrate yourselves and be holy. Okay, and actually five times in the book of Leviticus, it says, be ye holy. Be ye holy. Be ye holy. Okay, yes. so it doesn't say be holy mm -hmm. because that's impossible. Yes. Okay, it's impossible for us to just all of a sudden decide to be holy. Okay, mm -hmm. so be ye, okay, sometimes we read those kind of ye or thee or they or thou and, mm -hmm. and you know, when we are like, okay, that's just old religious, yes. you know, Bible talk. But it's important to understand that that word ye, be ye, means to be becoming holy. Yeah, becoming. So it, it's it a becomes, process. It implies a future thing. Amen. So be becoming holy. Okay. Um, so it refers to the future. We may not be holy today, but it says to work on, put some to effort grow. in. Yeah. Or try, you mm -hmm. know, make an effort to become holy in this area. Okay. So holiness... I just want to stress this. Holiness is not a promise of God. Yes. So a promise of God is, you know, that will happen regardless of what we... We do. We do, exactly. Okay. Um, it has to come with our involvement. Yes. Okay, that's the only way. It's our choice to engage in the journey of holiness. Okay. It's, it's not... God's just not going to do it. We have to be a part of his plan. We have and a, to apply ourselves yes. to the process. That's right. Okay. So I'm just going to turn the page here. All right, so people say to me all the time, and I've taught a lot of young people, um, I've, I've taught young adults for many, many, many years, yes. you know, and sometimes when they hear the Word of God or they hear scriptures, they're like, well, that's great, but how do I make it relevant to my life? Yeah. You know, all it is is just a bunch of, like, scriptures, yeah. and we, we serve it to them, and they look at us like, that means nothing to me. How do I make this a part of my life? You know, and, and the odd one will catch it, yeah. and they'll get it, and they'll figure it out. But a lot of young people out there today, they don't really know how it, it's relevant to their life. You know, Christ, people that have been Christians for 30 or 40 years, they're like, yes, I get it. Yes. Because they've already understood it. They've already had the transformation. But young people just coming to know God, it, they don't know how to make it real. Okay, so I want to talk specifically to young people today. And how do you make it real? Or to those that are just coming to God. Those that are, they, maybe you don't fully understand it yet, but you're just coming to God. So I'm going to try to help you understand today um, what it means to live a holy life. To live a holy life. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So first of all, number one, decide who you belong to. 
Okay. Um, do you want to live for God? Okay, we can't live a holy lifestyle without making a deliberate decision to live for God. Okay, you, we can't be holy without God. That's true. Okay, we can be good, but we can't be holy. Okay, um, ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all the things I've done in the past. I don't understand you yet. I don't know if you're real, but, but come. I want to know more. Um, 1 Peter 2, verse 9. Okay, this is a really good scripture. I got yes. really excited when I was studying this. It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Okay, just land on that peculiar people. Yes. Okay. Uh, that you show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Okay. So Peter here is talking to newly converted Jews on how to live. So these are people that were just coming to God. They were just figuring out how to live for God. Okay. So it says here, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. What does peculiar mean to you? That's a very good question. I believe everyone wants to <laughs> understand that. And uh, when, because when we understand the peculiar people, mm -hmm. when God causes peculiar people, what does it mean? Does it mean weird and that's or what strange? we want you to help us. Yes, I will help you. Okay. So when we look at the word meaning peculiar today, mm -hmm. it means weird or strange. Okay? Yeah. And some people do. They think Christians are weird or strange. Yeah. They're like, I don't understand why they go to church, <laughs> worship, you know, sing for an hour and, you know, come out and they, all they do is talk about Jesus and want to show you their Bible and knock on doors. And they're like, what a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Okay. That's not what the scripture is talking about. Okay, when the King James Bible was translated mm -hmm. all those years ago, the word peculiar meant something very, very different. Mm -hmm. Okay, it doesn't mean weird or strange. It means this. Okay, and I want to read it right so I don't mess it up. The word peculiar was often referred to as something belonging to someone mm -hmm. or as in someone's property. Something belonging, belonging to, to someone. someone. Oh, something. Or someone's, someone's property. property. Okay, so when God is calling us to be a peculiar people, it doesn't mean we're supposed to look strange to everybody else. It means that we have decided who we belong to. We have decided that we want to be God's people. Amen. I have to tell you, my own personal testimony is a little bit backwards with this, okay? Because I had said the first step was to decide who you belong to. Who you belong okay? to, yes. So for me, it didn't quite work out that way. I actually experienced the fountain of God's presence. Okay, this fountain of holiness prior to deciding who I belong to. Okay, um, I was in an alcohol treatment center for 30 days. I was suicidal, depressed. Well, let me sh cut you short there. I know you don't like me to cut you short, but here is the reason. <laughs> you, you got to understand this, and you got to understand that Sherry Dubot, she's saying she was in a treatment center for alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there she encountered the Lord. She encountered the power of the Lord. I, I love that. Just that, I love it. The next part I want to talk about, so once we run into God's presence, the thing we need to focus on is breaking old habits. Yes. Okay. First Peter 1, 14 to 16, as obedient children, not conforming yourself to the former lusts or desires as in your ignorance. Okay. So in other words, when we didn't know any better. Okay. Uh, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Okay? So we can't be like we used to be. Okay? When, we're, when we're serving God and we're trying to learn how to be holy, 
we it doesn't we can't do what we used to do okay um, Matthew Henry he does a lot of commentaries I don't know if you've ever yes. read any yes. of his they're pretty good yeah. okay. he's one of many good commentators out there um, but he talks about first Peter and one of the things he says was we must watch and pray against the sins to which we are inclined mm -hmm. okay so I'll be inclined to sins that maybe you aren't yes. or maybe some of our viewers aren't mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so because I was inclined to addiction I couldn't go and hang out with other people that drank. I couldn't go and hang out in the bars and, and put myself in that position that I might be tempted to, to, do, do, the to do the sins. Yeah. Okay? So for other people, um, it'll be different. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, some people might have, you know, temptation to do drugs. Mm -hmm. Some people might have temptation to live adulterous lives or to cheat or to mm -hmm. steal. Okay? So we have to watch and pray that we don't do the sins that we used to do. Amen. Okay. So he warns about that. Um, one thing that is really big, um, I think, in any culture is unholy family patterns. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, it's a generation. So, exactly. So things like abuse, addiction, okay, unholy talk, self-righteousness, um, morality, okay, so living a moral life without God, pride, okay, those are unholy family patterns problems. First Peter 1.18 warns about this. It says, and remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time as foreigners in the land. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life. Okay. Yes. Empty life. Empty life. Or some versions say frivolous, mm -hmm. vain conversation you inherited from your fathers or from your ancestors. Okay. So he came to save us from unholy family patterns. Yes. Okay. Breaking the chain. Exactly. Yeah. So like for instance, I was talking about morality can't save us alone. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great families out there that teach that morality is yeah. the right way to go. Yeah. And you don't really need God, but you need morality. Yeah. Okay, that's unholy. Yeah. That's an unholy family pattern. Mm -hmm. And we need, we need to ask God mm -hmm. to help break that off of yeah. our life. Okay, because like I said, holiness encompasses morality, mm -hmm. but morality alone doesn't lead to holiness. That's true, yes. All right, um, so one unholy family pattern that I grew up with, and I come from a Ukrainian background, mm -hmm. okay? So we're very loud people, very joyful, we're very passionate. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, my family in particular, we had a pattern of being very sarcastic. Okay, so when I got saved, okay, although addiction kind of broke off and things like that, mm -hmm. sarcasm was still in full throttle. Yeah. So my mouth was just like a little weapon. I would cut anybody mm -hmm. down, and I would just, just, you know, and that's what sarcasm is, yeah. right? It just, just it's using the power down. of yeah. your time. Yeah. I thought I was being funny, mm -hmm. but it was very cutting, very yeah. rude, very mean, and certainly not holy, mm -hmm. like very unholy. Mm -hmm. And God started to show me that that was an unholy family pattern that needed, that to, needed be to change. Off. Yeah. So I had to acknowledge, okay, and it wasn't that I all of a sudden just quit. Mm -hmm. It was, I had to be aware of it. So if something came flying out of my mouth, things change and all of a sudden I would just be like, oh, woe is me, right? Like, why did I cut that person down? Yeah. That wasn't speaking words yeah. of comfort and love or anything yeah. like that. And I'm not saying that we have to be so holy that we yeah. can't say what we think all the time, yeah. but that, in my case, that was an, an unholy family yes. pattern that I needed to let yeah. God's presence cut off. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so that was an example for me. So we have to make changes in our lives, you know, and we're all different. We all have different areas that we need to change and grow in and, and allow the Holy Spirit to show us, you yeah. know, are there unholy family patterns in your life? Are, is there things that are keeping you from making a decision to live for God, from living a holy life, yeah. from going to church? What are those things that are stopping us, yeah. right? And the, the reward of it is yeah. greater than any price we pay. Amen. Amen. The reward, you know, talking of the reward uh, that God puts upon or bestows upon those who follow him, as we've been discussing and talking about, you know, living a holy life, uh, we're not talking about, you know, people who can't do anything wrong. Uh, as Sherry gave us a description what holiness really means, set apart, meaning understanding whose we are, whom we belong to. It's a process. Uh, there are even me, my past would try to bubble up. That doesn't mean I have to give up or condemn myself, but I just have to realize I'm growing. Faith or living for God or doing the will of God is a process. It's something that you grow from glory to glory to glory. It takes time. That's why you don't have to give up. That's why you don't have to question yourself and run with this uh, overstretched grace to say you can continue in sin. God loves you regardless. Listen, the Bible says the wages of sin are death. Sin can kill you. The grace that God has unleashed upon the world is the grace to give us the power, the ability, and the desire the desire to live a different life. I want to read a scripture for you here before I finally bring in Sh uh, Sherry Dilbot to wrap up as we conclude our program. Uh, go to the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Here's what it says. She talked about the Holy Spirit. Our lives were not meant to live for ourselves. In within ourselves, we are powerless. There are times without God, without the presence of God, without the Holy Spirit, I feel powerless. I can't do nothing. I can't do anything. I, I am powerless. And here is what God wants us to know. When you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in him, you were also sealed with a promised Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit, is there to help us. Yes, we have the grace of God that enable us to do things for the kingdom of God, but grace is not the license for us to continue in sin. It's an empowerment for us to live in holiness. We've been discussing a very important topic, restoring the foundation of holiness. Holiness simply means being set apart for God. Sherry, can you wrap up the program, please? I know our viewers are very interested in this very important topic. Wrap it up and give it to them. Amen. All right, so I want to talk. Um, I'm a revivalist, I don't know, as you are, as we probably many of our viewers are. I love revival. Yes. You know, and I see many groups of God and churches and um, all those things praying for revival and praying for, you know, God's presence to come down, right? But 
Hebrews again talks about without holiness no man will see the Lord yes okay so if we want revival in our land if we want God's presence to come and bring healing and restoration and bring transformation and change we have to have this foundation of holiness you know I think of worship in our generation in the last 10 20 years and it's so exciting you know we we see so many groups out there today that are drawing in young people and we see young people getting excited about God and it's 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 amazing however okay the Bible says he that has ears let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the yes. churches without that foundation of holiness being imparted into those kids lives into those young people's lives they will not stand to live for God 20 30 years from now yes right they will stuff will get in the way that they won't won't come so I just say pastors teachers leaders start to preach holiness start to teach it don't be scared I know it's not a comfortable topic all the time but it's needed without holiness no man will see the Lord amen without holiness no man will see the Lord you know the goal here as we shared this important topic restoring the foundation of holiness in our lives one of the most important thing I want to tell you is that it just calls for you and I to change or to set our affection for the things of God we've been set apart by God look God doesn't use me because I'm perfect God doesn't work through us because I'm perfect it's because he has bestowed that grace the grace that leads us to holiness now may the Lord bless you and may the Lord uh, give you hope and life as you restore your life to holiness Shalom